0: 217 351 5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart.
1: And good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Penny for Your Thoughts News Talk 1400 DWS as we kick it off here on this Wednesday, the 18th day of July. Zipping right through the month and uh, another nice day today. Sunny and 81. How about those temperatures? Normal is 85. Record is 103, so uh, we're in great shape here in mid to late July with a lot of fairs going on, county fairs. Of course, Champaign County Fair gets underway later this week. Uh, Dave Gentry will be working on all of that, covering that for you later in the week. But, boy, can't ask for much better weather here in late July. Glad to have you with us wherever you might be listening today. And a busy show for you again today. We'll start with some open line time. Uh, During the course of the show, here's what we're going to be doing. We're talking about, of course, uh, all the news from Washington and the Russian summit and everything with that. If you have some comments, additional comments, uh, I guess the only new news with that was that the president kind of walked back from the comments he made at the podium in Helsinki, Finland. He's also meeting with the GOP leaders today, this morning, I think, on uh, more tax cuts. Also, the big news overseas, the uh, rescued uh, Thailand uh, soccer team, they were gathered for a news conference today. I've Got some interesting little tidbits just to show you how harrowing that rescue was for the people trying to rescue those kids and the coach trapped in that cave in Thailand over the last week. Some of that uh, just makes you shake your head and say, wow. I mean, it wasn't as simple as just sending down a rope and pulling them up. There was a lot more to it than that. Uh, Self-Healing Roads up in Rantoul. Story in the News Gazette about that. We'll talk about that if we get a chance. An update on Lake Iroquois. Of course, had all those uh, dead fish last week. Uh, Beafelt Building, where the U of I administration is, where they work. Uh, The staff uh, getting a little bit of a uh, renovation or at least a facelift, courtesy of the Biafeld Foundation. We'll talk about that a little bit. Sports-wise, the All-Star Game last night. American League wins again. Of course the game doesn't count anymore. It did count for several years for home field advantage in the World Series. Doesn't matter now, but all just for fun. So they're doing some interesting things with it, as far as miking up players while they're in the field and doing some things uh, like that. So we'll talk about any or all of that. If there's a topic you want to bring up, something you want to express, so we'll open the uh, microphones up for you out there, uh, either through the uh, phone line or through the emails at uh, talk@wdws.com or the text line. Presented by Castle uh, Heating and Cooling at three five one five three five seven. Ed Bond is back today from the West Coast, and uh, we'll maybe have him come in and talk about his trip a little bit. He can give us a report on all the trains and buses and everything he rode for a little bit. So we'll get a report from him. He went, I know, he went to see a Cubs game out in uh, San Francisco, and uh, Dave Leak from the Parkland Planetarium. Going to join us as well. A little bit of news about Mars. Mars, I guess, is as close as it's going to be for the next 15 years. And they've got some things going on at the uh, planetarium in regards to that. And also I saw that they discovered 12 more moons around Jupiter uh, on their way to Pluto. I don't know who was going or who got all this or what was happening, but they found 12 more moons. So we'll talk about some of that. Again, three five six nine three nine seven. Your reaction to the news of the day. i have got some details on all those different stories as we get to uh, a chance to move through the morning. Also today, a big day in history as far as a couple of uh, Democratic stalwarts. Uh, guys are very well known, of course, uh, historically, not just from the Democratic Party, from a national perspective. Uh, today in history, we'll get some of that as well. So it should be a lot of fun. Glad you're along for the ride and had a great night last night out at Eichelberger Field. We'll talk about that as well with our Kiwanis Challenger League uh, kids. But all of that straight ahead on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Here on Wednesday, back in a moment. Back on Penny for your thoughts. Newstalk 1400, DWS. want to remind you, the Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family from the Cost of Long-Term Care. Learn more about the law that completely changes the rules and much more today at 1.30 at the I Hotel. Call the Facer Law Office, 337-1111 to reserve your spot. And, of course, they have the book. Protect your family. Don't write a blank check to the nursing home. That is today at 1.30 at the I-Hotel. Facer Law Office, 337-1111. Well, let's see what's on your mind today. Had a great night last night over at Eichelberger Field. Perfect weather for our uh, CU Kiwanis Tom Jones Challenger League All-Star Games. We had two of them. Had a great turnout, in particular for the first game, and enjoyed seeing uh, a lot of you out there. So appreciate that. And... uh, just great night. If you check out the uh, photo gallery, Rick Danzel was out there, with uh, had a great photo in the front page of the News Gazette today. You can see that. There's a gallery. Uh, go online to news-gazette.com and check all that out as far as the photos from last night. And by the end of the night, the uh, sky was blue and the clouds were kind of orange. It was orange and blue, appropriately enough. All right, uh, 356 9397, and we've got open phone time here today, so we'll open it up uh, for this uh, first hour, a good part of the first hour. Dave Leake from Parkland Planetarium will join me for a little while in the second hour. Always enjoy talking to Dave, always learn a few things about the sky above us. All right, go to the phones here. Don is our leadoff hitter. Go ahead, Don. Hey, good morning. I good just morning.
2: Man, it, it, the sky was awesome last night. Oh, last
1: man, day. wasn't it? That was pretty.
2: That, yeah, that that was beautiful. Uh, I just want to let Stan and his friends know that uh, talking to the Russian president is not treason, but trying to overthrow a duly elected president by the people is. Now, Stan might argue with that, and I'm not being mean or rude, but like I said, I'm a fed-up person. Stan can kiss it on that one because Democrats actually – by the ones that came up with the electoral co- college to get uh, Obama in there, you know uh, now, this s- guy was elected s- by the people. S- say that say, right over. Huh? Say,
1: say that again about the electoral college.
2: I believe it was made up by the Democrats to get Obama in there.
1: The electoral the college was ma- was made up by the liberals to get Obama in there. Is that we? Yeah,
2: I believe Democrats are the ones that came up
1: with. <laughs> No, I think the Founding Fathers came up with it a long the time Electrical
2: ago. Electoral College? Oh, Electoral no, okay, College. Oh, yeah. I'm t- I, yeah, I'm talking about the delegates. I'm sorry, super Oh, delegates. the
1: delegates. Yeah, okay. that's different.
2: Yeah. Yeah, super delegate. It is different. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. But they came up with it. You know what I mean? They're the ones. They're the ones. You know, they always want to point the finger. And well, the you, testimony we've seen in Congress,
3: I mean, you, you, you got to get Yeah, it.
1: You, you know. Go ahead. You, I was going to say, you know what's interesting? I'm reading a book about William McKinley right now. And when you go back and read not just uh, his election, but in the 1800s in general, we, did, we didn't always have these uh, primaries with delegates or whatever. It was, you had delegates, but you had to go convince a certain state that they should support you for president. Not so much by campaigning, but you got the, uh, the political bosses in each state to agree or not agree that uh, those delegates would support you when the convention came. Right. So it was.
2: It and
1: crazy, ain't it? It was. Uh, it, it's pretty interesting. It's not like it is today. I mean, <laughs> well, talk, talk. I
2: mean, today, today, uh, if it wasn't, you know, California was the only state that gave Hillary any uh, any more votes than Trump. I mean, as far as C- California gave him the three and a half million popular votes more than Trump. Uh, and I think there's probably like 10 million illegal immigrants there, so figure that one
1: out. Well, California was a big part of it, no matter how it got there. But, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, that and New York and a lot of the, you know, the big well, states that I are think, big ones that are blue. I mean, they, they gave her a right. big big margin.
2: Yeah, but I think they figured out without California it never happened.
1: Yeah. I don't know how close it would have been. I haven't seen the math on that. but
2: Right. But back to the point, overthrowing the elected president, that's treason.
1: All right. Hey, Don. Thank you, sir.
2: Hey, have a good one. It's you nice too. Now.
1: Yep. Yeah, beautiful day. What is it, 67 right now? <laughs> we used to uh, show sheep at the uh, Champaign County Fair, Farmer City Fair, Fisher Fair. I don't think we got too many days like this. It was always really, really hot. But uh, we'll take it. 3569397. Yeah, the book I'm reading by William, uh, not by William McKinley, but about him. Um, basically talking about the architect of American greatness as we entered the 20th century. But it was interesting, the uh, two big issues of the day, we're talking 1880s, early 1890s. One had to do with the gold versus silver issue, which uh, cut across party lines in some cases. Uh, you know, whether the gold standard or should we produce uh, unlimited coinage of silver, William Jennings Bryan, you know, don't crucify mankind on a cross of gold, all of that. Those were the big issues in the late 1890s, mid to late 1890s. The other one was tariffs, which is interesting because the Republican Party, for a good part of its history, and even going back to the uh, to its founding in the mid-1850s and all the way back further with the uh, founding fathers, very protective on tariffs, very high tariffs to protect American industry, but also it was interesting because there were tariffs that were higher on certain things, and then there were lower tariffs on things like sugar when they were dealing with Cuba and different things like that. So it's um, but tariffs. I just found that interesting. Here we are all these year hundred and whatever twenty years later, and we're talking tariffs again. Nine nineteen here on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. Now let's see here what else is uh, happening nationally. I don't know if you saw the uh, press conference with the uh, rescue of the uh, young men from Thailand. They had that early this morning. The 12 boys and their soccer coach rescued from a cave in northern Thailand have appeared at a news conference, entering to applause from the media and classmates. The boys put on a quick demonstration of their ball-handling skills in a special miniature soccer field set up in a hall where they met the media today. They then hugged their friends before taking seats up front with doctors and others who helped them During their ordeal, the doctors took the first two questions, said the 13 were healthy in body and mind. They said the boys have gained around six and a half pounds on average since they were rescued from the cave last week. And they were said to have lost an average of about nine pounds to uh, during the more than two weeks they were trapped in the cave. So uh, good to see those uh, young men get out and their coach. And the uh, process, the New York Times had a great story of the uh, Thailand Cave Rescue. And uh, you wouldn't believe some of this. Some of the uh, the number of people it took, 10,000 people participated, 2,000 soldiers, 200 divers, and representatives from 100 government agencies. It took plastic cocoons, floating stretchers, and a rope line that hoisted the players and coach over outcroppings. The boys had been stranded on a rocky perch more than a mile underground. And extracting them required long stretches underwater in bone-chilling temperatures and keeping them submerged for around 40 minutes at a time. Well, they got them out of there. One of the uh, generals in Thailand said the most important piece of the rescue was good luck. He said so many things could have gone wrong. That cave... The last known survey of the cave, these are just some facts from where they were rescued. The last known survey of the cave was conducted in the 1980s by a French caving society. But many of its deepest recesses remain unmapped. And uh, they consider the cave one of the most uh, challenging in the world. But the distances, I mean, the French Caving Club basically scouted it out. was the last time. And some of the measurements were off on there. And let's see, the Americans that were helping provided logistics. The British divers navigated the most hazardous stretches. The uh, Thai frogmen that were used to rescue the boys were accustomed to tropical open water, not the gloomy cold currents racing through the cave. They lacked the equipment, much less the expertise for caves, where divers cannot just rise to the surface when something could go wrong. And they said if you put your hand in front of you in the cave, it just disappeared. You couldn't see anything. It was so dark. Uh, They lacked proper helmets, so the SEAL divers had to tape a medley of flashlights to their improvised headgear. Then they discovered the 13 uh, boys uh, and their coach uh, perched in the dark. They had survived by sipping the condensation from the cave walls. These are just some of the uh, details. A 30-strong American team, integral to the planning as well. They had to test out the masks they use when they had the kids submerged in the water. for that extended period of time, they actually had them uh, tested, volunteered children in a local swimming pool to try to figure out how to get the mask to fit on the kids' faces. They were too big. And, um, I mean, it's it's just amazing. They're going to do a couple of movies, I think, on it before it's done. But the New York Times has all the details if you want to read. It came out a few days ago. But uh, with the boys uh, holding their press conference today, I thought it was pretty interesting just how difficult that rescue was. It really was a miracle and beyond to get them out. 9.23 here at DWS. We will uh, take a break here. We'll come back with your uh, phone calls, emails, and texts. The president backs away a little bit from his comments in Helsinki, Finland, yesterday. Don't know what you made of that, if you heard those comments. But... He did back away a little bit, but uh, did that calm things down? Well, no, of course not. <laughs> Nothing has ever calmed down, it seems like, in Washington these days. All right, we'll uh, take a break. We're back with more Penny for Your Thoughts after this. All right, back on Penny for Your Thoughts. stock 1400, DWS. The uh, Swanson Roofing Company, of course, the family-owned uh, Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog. They have been previously selected as Small Business of the Year by the Champaign County Chamber of Commerce. Corey Swanson's a hands-on owner. Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, truly a family-owned business, 100% owned and operated by Corey Swanson and his wife, Melissa. And uh, they are um, comprised of roofing professionals, certified in roof installation. All the crew are company employees, receive full benefits and 401Ks. They've been with the company for many years. So they want every customer to be totally satisfied with their new roof. And Swanson Roofing guarantees their workmanship for the lifetime of your roof. They'll help you with small repairs, and even if Swanson Roofing did not do your roof, they're happy to come out and fix any problems. Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, provides services in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean counties. Get a free estimate, 217-355-ROOF or 217-355-7663 or visit Swanson Roofing. Online at theroofingdog.com. Dot com. In case you didn't hear that. All right, beautiful day out there. Let's uh, go to the phones. Tony, how are you, sir?
4: Uh, your wording there was interesting. He he said the president backed away. Mm-hmm. Is that your way of nicely saying he lied to get out of hot water? <laughs> I mean, he changed his story. and I mean, that is ridiculous that he had to come out, you know, if he would have really used the word didn't instead of did, don't Mm -hmm. you think he would have done that? Like when he was interviewed after the meeting by Fox news. And I think he was interviewed by the guy from CBS news lore. But he had a meeting yesterday morning with Pence and Pompeo. Mm -hmm. And they said, you better do something to get out of this. So he made up a story and the Republicans who he, talked about years ago that if he was going to run for president, he would run as a Republican because they're so stupid, they believe anything. Uh, you know, obviously it sounds like you kind of believed him because you used the word backed away <laughs> instead of lied. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what that means, backed away. How can you back away from lying?
1: Well, I'm just reading what the reports say in AP. That's the words they used. No. So, um, I don't, you know, I don't know what you want me to do. If, not. If, if, if,
4: well, no, but if your kids lie to you, you don't say my kid backed away from the lie they told wow. you. To say.
1: <laughs> but I mean, if if the A- if the AP writes it and says he backed away from his comments, what am I supposed to do with that?
4: Read
1: it. Re- read it differently.
4: No, just read it like you did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's what I did.
4: Right. Well, I didn't know that those were AP words that you
1: were. Well, that's you know that's that's the way they wrote it.
4: Right, I thought those
1: were your own words. Well, I don't. I mean, I, I just uh, backed away. Re, I, I, you know, that's that's what I read. So right?
4: No, yeah. I know, and I didn't realize those were your own words. Like to me, yeah. he lied. He okay. lied. Get out of here.
1: Okay. So. Well, the AP is right. not going to say that, but
4: oh, I bet there, I bet there's some reporters in AP that
1: would say that. No, oh, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. what uh, you think he did it because? He just lied again, or he felt some political pressure.
4: He felt the political pressure, so he lied again.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Both. Okay.
4: Yeah, he lied again because he felt political pressure. Don't okay. you think he felt political pressure?
1: Oh, sure he did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about that.
4: Right. Yeah. And if you're Trump, and if you're Trump, so do you think he messed up the day before?
1: Do I think he messed like up the they, day before?
4: Like when he said the he he goes, I don't know why they would instead of and then he said it was wouldn't. Do you think that was a mistake? Well, like,
1: I have no he idea he, I don't know, I don't I'm not inside his head. I don't know.
4: Well I know, but did you read the sentence before? Did you listen to the sentence before? Like everything he said before, that the word wouldn't wouldn't have came out
1: of his mouth. Yeah, or like if well, anything, I, kind of at all. I would agree that he did kidding. I would agree he did not do great at that press conference. How about right. that? Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh let's see here. Let's go to uh Greg, how are you?
5: Oh, not too bad, Brian. Hope you're doing all right. I'm doing well. <clears throat> now, I'd encourage uh people calling you to try to be a little more respectful and not you know accuse you of manipulating the news or or you know uh lying uh I, Tony I don't know where he was when Obama at the Pentagon was saying we we're speeding up training of Isil forces but uh that that was a a misspeak or a lie I don't maybe it wasn't maybe we were training Isil forces I I tend to think we were to try to overthrow Bashar Assad but That's beside the point. Uh, I just want to comment on that. You know, it's backfiring. I don't think people realize it. Every time the president says or does something, it's a constitutional crisis. And it's a long time ago, it turned into the boy that cried wolf. And I think that they're uh, driving more and more of their supporters away. And uh, they, maybe they won't go vote for Trump, but they may not go vote because they don't believe in abolishing ICE or impeaching Trump for, uh, I don't made up reasons. Uh, you know, so far there has yet to be any evidence put out to the public or uh, even to the president. He wasn't, he didn't have any evidence to hold up to Putin and say, Hey, look, we know what you did, you know, uh, So it's kind of disingenuous for all these people to be piling on, you know, the intelligence agencies that aren't supplying the evidence. I mean, you know, if they want the president to have strong ground to stand on, then they need to give him something to hold up in front of the world and say, look, this is what Russia's been doing. But the fact is that every major country tries to manipulate other countries' elections. They try to get their hand in other countries' politics. And this isn't the first time it's been going on for over a hundred years. It's just this is the first time that a political party decided to try to use it for their advantage.
1: All right. Hey Greg. I'm running a little long here, but thank you. All right, thank you, Brian. Very, very good. All right, and Michael Kaiser's waiting. JR, how are you, sir?
3: How you doing? Good. I just wonder, what what happened to the cameras? They went dark there when they were interviewing Trump in the White House the other day. Did you see that? Yeah,
1: I, I, I didn't see it, but I heard about it.
3: Yeah, that was kind of weird. Maybe
1: they blew a fuse or something.
3: I <laughs> guess, or maybe he <laughs> called it quits on him.
1: I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I did hear about that.
3: Uh, I, I wanted to call in yesterday when you had your daughters on. I wanted to ask if you were a pretty strict uh, father, were you?
1: Oh, I don't think so.
3: No, my dad. I had uh, three <laughs> sisters, and he was pretty strict on them.
1: Yeah, well, my uh, it was funny because my daughter she goes, "Well, hello, father," and I'm like, <laughs> "No, we never say that. That's it's always Daddy or Dad." I mean, it's yeah. She was just well, being um, goofy. So,
3: I guess uh, the polls uh, this uh, governor's race, JB's uh, way ahead. Is that? Right?
1: That seems to be where it is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And I was riding a bus the other day, and this one guy had like 10 JB signs in his yard. Ten mm-hmm. of them.
1: <laughs> well, he's got a big advantage. Part of it is the, uh, the Republicans are kind of split, I think. I think Rounder upset so many of them. but it, you, And to win, you've almost got to make a, um, what's the card term, a, a straight or a full house or play an inside straight or whatever, I think. Uh, to win in Illinois as a Republican at that, at the state level, it's pretty hard. And then when you're split, the, I don't think you have much of a chance.
3: Did you hear what uh, our governor said about Putin?
1: No, oh, what did he say?
3: He was an evil man.
1: Oh, well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's
1: got a I mean, he's former head of the KGB. I mean,
3: yeah, yeah, so, that's true.
1: But yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Sorry, Michael, I ran a little long here. Here's the news headlines with Michael Kaiser. Back with more. You may learn about Ed Bond's
0: trip out west. Coming up here in A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-351
1: all right we're back penny for your thoughts on this wednesday july the 18th three five six nine three nine seven and you can uh, email us talk at wdws.com you can text us castle heating and cooling text line three five one five three five seven by the way the um AP story I was referring to earlier, it says here, blistered by bipartisan condemnation of his embrace of a longtime U.S. uh, enemy, this is from AP, President Donald Trump on Tuesday backed away from his public undermining of American intelligence agencies, saying he simply misspoke when he said he saw no reason to believe Russia had interfered in the 2016 U.S. election, rebuked as never before by his own party, including a stern pushback from usually reserved Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the U.S. president, sought to end 27 hours of recrimination by delivering a rare admission of air. So that was kind of the first two paragraphs of that uh, story that I was talking about earlier uh, that we were referring to with uh, Tony a few minutes ago. So there you go, 942. Ed Bond is back from, where did you go, California? Yeah,
6: California. You
1: Roland's took the train, right? Took the train. What, what's the train line out west?
6: Uh, well, I went out on what they call the California Zephyr, and it goes through Denver and the Colorado Rocky Mountains and into Emeryville, cali- into Emeryville California. Then you get hop on a bus and go across into San Francisco. So how far is Emeryville from San Francisco? Uh, oh, yeah. a 10, 15-minute ride. Oh, okay. it, it's Pretty not close. Long. Yeah, it's right across the yeah. Oakland Bay Bridge. So how long does the train trip take? Uh, going there is about uh 52 53 hours mm-hmm. and we were 4 hours late <laughs> going okay. coming back is about uh uh 45 hours and we were 45 minutes late coming home so and you come back the same way No, no? Go, go go back on what's called the Southwest Chief which goes through uh Albuquerque New Mexico and Kansas City and then on up into Illinois and th- through uh it crosses, I believe, at Fort Madison, Iowa. Um, yeah. Now, I think you've
1: done the one going out before. Had you done? I, I've the one done in, them both in, before. before? Uh, what's your favorite part of all? I mean, what's the what uh, part of the country do you not well the, you normally is you don't
6: see just driving on the highway that you might see going out. Uh, once you clear Denver, you go up to what's called the Moffitt Tunnel. Which is right on the Continental Divide, and this tunnel takes about ten minutes to get through it on the train. It's a huge tunnel, and um, once you clear that, then you're when you're coming downhill, you go right next to the Colorado River for miles and miles and mm-hmm. miles, and it's just you're real slow mm-hmm. and real turny, and just beautiful scenery all the way along. Right. And then the other the other big thing is. Uh, going between San Francisco and Los Angeles uh, you get down south you go through uh, Vandenberg Air Force Base mm-hmm. and you're right on the coast right I mean if you could open the window you could touch the water mm-hmm. it, that is really it's pretty really
1: pretty it really is so, so that's
6: even closer than the Pacific Coast Highway oh it yeah it's right are, there right there okay I mean it's that in some ways along there the uh, the Pacific Coast coast highway is in between you and the water but other places you're closer to the highway
1: mm-hmm. and you walk the golden gate bridge
6: oh several times yeah. it, it, well you know i like to get up early and, and go walk you oh, and sure. I have done that all over the country yeah in in new york city like the uh the brooklyn, brooklyn bridge, bridge. Mm-hmm. and um in in washington dc on the national mall but yeah i was up early several mornings and Out on the Golden Gate, and it was perfectly blue, clear skies. There was no fog, no nothing. It was just Mm -hmm. bright sunshine and the Golden Gate and San Francisco and the ocean. It a spectacular sight. And you went to the uh, Giants and Cubs? Giants and Cubs. Mm -hmm. Cubs lost that evening in 11 innings. Mm Um, but uh, and what, we've been there, AT&T Park. Is that what they call it now, AT&T? Yeah, it mm-hmm. was Pac Bell. Right. Now it's uh, AT&T. Yeah. Since
1: I, I contend that's one of the prettiest major league ballparks there is. Oh, it has to be. The it, view is spectacular.
6: The view is spectacular, and I stood up high, and you know you can see all the boats and, mm-hmm. and the Bay Bridge, and and um, I like the food service. <laughs> I really <laughs> do like the food service. They have uh, yeah. good things to eat out on the concourse. Mm-hmm. So what else did you do? Uh, well, did Cubs games, uh, walked the bridge, uh, went down to uh, uh, Anaheim and went to Disneyland. And I heard you yesterday, when I was coming back, talking mm-hmm. about the 63rd anniversary of the opening of, yeah. uh, of Disneyland Parks. The so. grand opening, yeah. The grand opening. So they, they've been going mm-hmm. strong ever since. I, I've been visiting uh, Disney parks for 50 years, not mm-hmm. quite 63, but I've been to them for 50 <laughs> years now. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, good. Well, it's good to have you back. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. And like I say, I did listen yesterday to the show because okay. I was able to, to get it uh, as I was going through Kansas City, Missouri yesterday. We heard that. So good to be back. Very good. Yeah. Good to have you back. That's we fun need to trip. get ready for football yeah, season. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Next so. week we'll be in Chicago. We'll be in Chicago. Get that done. All
1: right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. There you go. Ed Bonds travels. And uh, had a fun trip. Train out, train back. Don't know if you've done that before. I've talked to people who have. You have got to have some time, obviously, and some vacation time to do that. But uh, that Pacific Coast Highway, if you've ever driven that, and if the tracks are even closer to the highway, or even closer to the ocean, that's even better, because it's hard when you're driving. <laughs> when you when you're driving up and down the Pacific Coast Highway, you want to look over and you want to see, but you don't want to drive off the road either, so it's kind of hard. And in some places it's a two-lane road, so you know you can't go left or right. You drift too far, you're going to get hit, or you're going to drive into a sand dune or something. But yeah, I would think that would be uh, be very, very cool. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, and uh, email us talk at wdws dot com. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. Any more on uh, the uh, Trump? explanation of his uh, comments from the other day if there's some local issues you want to get into a couple of things i've noticed not so much an issue but just of note uh, the bfl building going to get a little work done on it thanks to the bfl foundation uh, with the gary and carletta bfl we'll talk about that in a little bit and uh, maybe a couple of other things we've noticed dave leak a little later in the second hour your phone calls welcome and texts and emails throughout the show. We're back after this. All right, back on Penny for Your Thoughts, news talk 1400 DWS. We visit with Ed for a little bit. He's back uh, thanks to Blake Landa for uh, filling in for a little while while Ed was gone. 952. You can uh, join us on Penny for Your Thoughts 3569397. Got an open line going here this morning, so if if you want to talk about the politics of what's going on, you can certainly do that. If you say, eh, I'm not really interested in politics, I want to bring this up, you can certainly do that. Of course, the All Star game last night had a lot of home runs in it. Uh, the American League won again. The game does not count anymore, but uh, as far as that goes, but it was kind of fun to check in on that. And had a great time last night over at Eichelberger Field. Thanks to the uh, U of I folks over there for helping us uh, get set up and uh, had a great night with all the people there to watch our. Kiwanis Challenger League players and buddies and uh, the U of I had student athletes out there. Several members of the football team were out there as well. And I think our battery mates were Nick Allegretti and Justice Williams from the uh, University of Illinois football team. By the way, I checked with uh, Holly over at uh, DIA about we had a caller yesterday ask about the parking for volleyball. Of course, uh, just what's south of the um, Huff Hall, the new uh, Siebel Center, is going to go up. So the parking that was there, and uh, asked her about that. We had a call about that in regards to what's going to happen to the parking. They're going to have a shuttle. And uh, she told me they're still kind of working, fine-tuning what they want to do with that. So uh, they should know something, I would think, pretty soon here, in the next week or so, I would hope, I would think, just because we're getting within, what, a month of the start of volleyball. Uh, what they're going to do. But she, I said uh, we'll check in with her and uh, at some point, and when we get the official word as to what they're doing with that as far as people parking for Huff Hall. So anyway, also I mentioned Biafeld, the uh, folks. I know Gary and Carlotta Biafeld, great folks, uh, provided the funding in 1996 for the construction of the Athletics Administration Building there just right near the uh, State Farm Center. Most recent gift will be used to refurbish and complete uh, maintenance projects at that building including in the development areas and the main lobby, two of the primary projects. The uh, BFL Foundation gift to other parts of the buildings, more energy-efficient LED fixtures. Also, um, the gift is included in the $300 million fundraising goal for the Division of Intercollegiate Athletics. So uh, congratulations to them and thank you to them for uh, their help there. All right, got some text in. Uh, on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, people are fleeing the Democrats because it's never been acceptable to call attacks, uh, call for attacks on a president or assassination of a uh, presidential attack. All right. Uh, okay. And tax. I'm not sure I followed that one. And uh, you have Democrats and Republicans constantly bickering about each other's personal views and opinions and about how one political party is inferior to the other. Then you have people like me sitting on the sidelines with a bag of popcorn, enjoying the entertainment that these children are bringing me. It's so cute at times to hear grown men and women resort back to childhood behavior to try to get their points across. That's from uh, Jeff. All right, that's on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Back to the phones to uh, John. Good morning, John.
7: Morning, Brian. Uh, Brian, I want to congratulate you on on your uh, program and how you handled it and i noticed already the starting to get a few darts thrown your way for reporting this or reporting that realizing that where if you can't have time to fact check everything you you see before you report it uh, you're you're going to you're going to be behind yeah but my, people can people can't wait for that to happen
1: yeah well my and, thing is uh, i and i tend to i i and doing a talk show and doing play by play of games are different I- items, obviously. But um, I, and during a play by play of a game, I just try to report on what I see and what I think, you know, what is happening in front of me. And then, you mm-hmm. know, just ask questions as to, okay, why do you think that is or how do you think that works or why that is? And uh, that's kind of the way I try to, you know, when I talk every day to people. That's the kind of way I, same, same way I approach it. I, I kind of like to know, you know, what, uh, what actually happened, the story behind what happened, and usually there's a little more, if you dig a little deeper, there's a lot more to it than what's on the surface.
7: Very true, and I I myself am very unhappy with the national media, and one of the, the, the main fault that I see in, in the method of, of uh, conveying all this information is the... Well, let's let's take uh, television or any anyone at the local level. You get your feeds from the national level, and as as far as I'm concerned, the national level is what is really tainted so badly right now that it really is just kind of despicable. That I I I grew up. If I ever did grow grow up, I grew up uh, listening to people who you could listen to them for an hour and marvel how great they were. And never well, you had a fifty fifty chance of guessing whether they were a Democrat or Republican mm-hmm. because they gave you no inclination. they told you what they what they heard, and they didn't really very seldom gave you their own opinion you know mm-hmm. and now that is not true they are a nationals opinion i don't I don't see how Trump stands and talks to Jeff Glore with any civility because yeah, mm-hmm. he'll ask him that cute little question you know and, and, and the next thing you know he's sarcastic again because he got the he got the answer that he wanted yeah
1: well <laughs> the one th- so the good. the one advantage trump has and reagan had it too is that you know reagan was was an actor he'd been on television he'd been on radio um uh-huh. and you know trump was in a different kind of tv reality tv and uh you know, whatever show the Apprentice that he was on, and so forth, that was on forever. So he's, I think, he's got a pretty good sense of how things come across on television, uh, and has a good feel for it, and and knows how to work it. So that he's got Boy. a built-in advantage with that, I think.
7: And and, and he he will tell him daily in the middle of an important uh, in the middle of an important uh, uh, speech, he may throw a little jab in here and there. And it just makes their head want to blow up.
1: Well, I think, and I think too the, and I got to go here to the news, uh, John. But um, real quick, I I Reagan always did it, kind of with an aw shuck smile and a nod of the head, and and he could get his point across. Trump is just much more um, in your face and brash, and I I don't always like his style. I I don't like his. I think you know, gee, why couldn't you be more like Reagan in that sense and just do it with make him laugh. But uh, maybe it's just a different time now. We're thirty years later, and that's the way our our culture is, somewhat. So. He
7: gets his point. He gets his point across, and he's moving right on down the road, and he's doing a little bit of sparring as he goes.
1: Yeah, he's a but brawler. He's There's no dis- doubt about that.
7: Hey. He's still displaying the traits that made me want to vote for him uh, yeah. during the uh, during the primary.
1: All right, so, hey, hey John, I got to run. run. Thank you, sir. W D W S. Uh-huh. champaign Urbana. Dave Leak in
0: the next hour. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart.
1: And we're back. Fast first hour. Glad you're with us for hour number two. Penny for your thoughts. You heard the phone numbers and the text number there from Gene Honda. We'll see him up in Chicago next week. We'll broadcast the show live from Big Ten Media Day. the At least the second day of the Big Ten Media Days. They do it over two days. Illinois is scheduled to uh, one of seven teams to be featured on Tuesday. So we'll have coverage from up there. We'll have our News Gazette guys up there, I think, on Monday night, uh, Bob Osmussen and uh, Scott Ritchie. Of course, Steve Kelly uh, will be uh, covering as well here. I'll do Penny from up there. Scott Beatty will do his show next Tuesday, a couple of hours, uh, 4 to 6 from up in Chicago as we're getting closer to football. All right, open line time here today for uh, this hour. We had most of that the first hour. talked to Ed Bond about his trip to the West Coast on the train back and forth. Walk the Golden Gate Bridge 30 times, you said? Oh, 15. Okay, not 30. But no, the Golden Gate Bridge, what is it, one of the eight wonders of the world or something? Or should be? It's amazing. All right, and uh, Dave Leek, Starco Planetarium, he's the director there, will tell us about uh, something to watch for in the sky here during these uh, pretty summer nights we're having. Let's go to the phones here at the top of this hour. Hi, Sean.
8: Hey, how's it going, Brian?
1: Good, how are you?
8: I am doing good. Uh, great job you're doing. Uh, I've been listening to your program for over about uh, 25 years. Uh, great job you stepped into some big shoes and taking Jim's place. Um, I normally just sit back in the shadows and listen. But over the last couple of days, it's been hard to just sit back and listen to the callers uh, call in. Um, you know, uh, my, my, my thoughts, my, my penny this morning that I'm going to throw out for a thought is that uh, being a, a military, ex-military vet um the office and, and with Trump, uh, the office of being a president is to inspire, to reinforce our foreign relations across the uh, across the country, across this nation, uh, to to uplift the citizens. Um, this guy has uh, caused discourse um, through American citizens um, throughout this nation, and he's taking his show on the road. Uh, now he's caused discourse across um, our foreign relations that we have uh, defended for years. Uh, other presidents have worked on it and tried to uh build uh, great relations around across the across the uh across the world and this guy has uh, his, his performance the other day was uh simply embarrassing uh, for uh, for a guy like me um being in germany um right across from the border gap right across from a, a russian threat um looking at nuclear weapons um go up in the air every morning to just test and then come back down um you know watch our military um the train and defend the russian government and to see this guy um connect it was um it's had me up for the last couple days Mm. and i normally don't get upset about uh some things um I, i see the the racial tensions that we have in this country um at some point as american citizens we have to say enough is enough um we have we have come so far to to get set back so far so i think that um you know, everybody needs to take a, a step back and uh, try to figure out, uh, where do we go from here? Um, it, I mean, it even hurts us locally here um, with with some of the callers that I see and some of the venting that they do on your show. And so it just shows me um, it shows me the personal um, things that are going on in individuals' lives and the way they see things. And so um, I just I, I want to see our nation grow. I want to see us grow where we can build better relations across the world. Um, Because I feel sorry for our vets that have to be with the commander-in-chief that's up and down. You don't know if he's up. You don't know if he's down. You don't know what's going on with the intelligence community. You don't know what's going on with your higher command. And those things can be disturbing on top of being away from your family uh, for long extents of time and with suicide rate going on at the highest level that we've seen it ever in our military. So that's kind of my penny for my thought this morning. Continue to do the great work that
1: you do. Well, Sean, very eloquently said, and thank you for sharing that. That's, uh, I mean, you've shown great passion, you know, well thought out, and uh, you know, I think uh, the performance the other day—that uh, that was a word I think a lot of people used—that uh, were very upset with him, with you know the, how he handled all that.
8: He called our he called our nation stupid.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: How can a commander and a chief? president of the United States, and, and I was at um, President Obama's, and I was blessed to be there at President Obama's um, second inauguration, and it was so uplifting for me to be in Washington, D.C. And so for him to call our nation, our country, the place that we'll stand up for, and, our, and most of us, we raised our hand to die for, not knowing what we, we even die for, for this guy to call us stupid. Hmm. That we're we're not intelligent. Yep. We're some of the best intelligent people on the face of the earth being American citizens, and so I think, and that's one of the reasons why I would want some of these guys that stand up in some of these positions to visit Americans, visit military families, those type of things, so that they had that true patrioticism within their bloodstream. So when they say things about our country, they say it because it's in their heart. It's not because of political party or any of those other type of things. It's because you're a true American and you believe in our way of life.
1: Hey, Sean! Great to hear from you today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, Sean. Uh, he uh, held on through the news and uh, presented his thoughts very, very well there. So I thank you for that, Sean. Thank you for the phone call. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can uh, text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven and i think the uh remedy that the founding fathers gave us in setting all this up is the ballot box you know and and, and there are people who are very much pro trump there are people that are very much anti there are, there are people in the middle that are upset with the style and the and that's kind of where the ballot box is i mean if 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 you feel strongly that hey we got to go a different direction here i don't like the way this is going you get enough people in mass at a tipping point to go that way well then you elect more democrats in the the fall in november and then you look ahead to 2020 and you make your move then and that's kind of the remedy the founding fathers put together a lot of this other stuff is there's a lot of hysteria and a lot of anger and a lot of you know people getting mad at each other and taking everything personally and whatever but that's the remedy if that's how you feel then that's That's the way they set it up to work. Uh, Marcia, good morning, Marcia. How are you?
9: Good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I just have to really disagree with our last caller. There are too many people like him that are listening to the media, to other people. I think Trump's done a good job. I mean, our economy's gotten better. Um, He is trying to... I wouldn't say make friends around the world but trying to get everybody on an even keel to where possibly we can sit down and talk to these people and and get the fear and the threat of nuclear weapons um, out of here uh, it's just and as far as the hysteria and people that hate Trump I voted for him and I'll vote for him again I think he's a good president but um the people that are so hysterical about everything he's doing wrong and um, he can't do anything right, I mean, come on, they're the ones that are keeping the crap stirred. And um, it's to me it's just a shame. I didn't like Obama. He wasn't transparent at all. You never knew what the man was doing or thinking. But uh, at least with Trump, he's right out front. And uh, people don't know how to handle that. So, uh, And another thing, um, I've lost so much respect for the University of Illinois. Uh, I read the article in the paper yesterday about uh, what the man had to do to get the lawsuit dismissed. And he more or less had to give up uh, what he believed in and what he felt his right was as far as making the T-shirts. The man that started this stuff at the university should have been stopped at the beginning, and he wasn't. So as far as I'm concerned, the University of Illinois is responsible for all this stuff going on with the chief, and for very little freedom of speech at the university. You let somebody go there that uh, they don't like, they don't like what they say, or they don't want to listen to them. They shout them down. That is not being a free country, and it just tells me where this country's headed. That's all I have to say. Okay.
1: Thank you, you, Marcia. Great to hear from you. Penny, for your thoughts. Yeah, we're just uh, talking here over that. That was uh, what Marcia was referring to was the uh, settlement. I think it was for $7,500 for the uh, T-shirt with the uh, symbol of the chief, or it had the chief reference or whatever, and there's some um, licensing and all of that that... uh, was in the middle of all of that, I think. But anyway, that was the settlement, and so they kind of parted parted ways and said, "Hey, we agree not to do this. If you agree not to do that, and we nobody should talk about it anymore publicly. And here's your settlement. And that's basically if you if you missed it, it was in the news gazette yesterday, and we had it, um, and they got on our airwaves as well." Uh, Greg is up at ten twenty-two. Hi, Greg.
10: Hello, Brian. Uh, that's Sean that called in. I'll tell you what. There's millions of people like that. I don't even call them Democrats anymore. They're just radical liberals. Uh, whatever whatever President Trump does is wrong. Sean Hannity said yesterday the president could give every person in the United States $10 million and cure cancer, and it wouldn't be enough for these folks.
1: Well, and I, I what I appreciated about Sean was I think he's a military man. He's served. I mean, he's um, been on the front lines in different places. I think he mentioned Germany. Um, he's very passionate about it. And I think there's a lot of people that are, you know, they don't either don't appreciate the style. And let's face it, Donald Trump is not a politician. I Maybe mean, he's not. he's a businessman. No, he, 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 he does but, things in unorthodox that the political world that they live in. Um, I'm not I'm talking about Sean, but the people in Washington D.C. They don't know how to react to it. I mean, they. Uh, this is. I just is a,
10: wonder where Sean was when. Uh, President Obama was doing his worldwide apolog- apologizing to the world for the way the United States is. And where was he when Dick Durbin was calling guys just like him Nazis? You know, people forget all
1: that. Well, um, I appreciate it, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. And, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, I thought Sean was was very, very passionate and very eloquent in what he said. may not agree with him. Maybe you don't. Um, but, um, you know, I thought he... Had some pretty deep felt uh, thoughts there. All right, let's go. Let's see who's next. Uh, Vicky, good morning, Vicky.
11: Good morning. Say, I just wanted to say that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very thankful that I heard Shane this morning. I think that he was. I agree with you, very eloquent. I heard nothing uh, that was liberal. I heard his concern about decorum and the military and how he was basically trained and uh, he sees his president as insulting and uh, uh, discounting of people and I that's exactly how I feel about it. I listen to your show every day and I am I feel a little bit less um, less representative almost every day because of the severe conservatism around and I am a liberal and I don't care y'all uh we need we need a balance of people we need to continue to talk uh i don't see anybody as being 100 percent right but this president has discounted the military and have we forgotten what he said about mccain he didn't respect him because he got captured i only like people who didn't get captured uh he just says off the things off the cuff and doesn't think about the ramifications. And here we have another another apology about what he said because, you know, gee golly, I didn't mean to say what I said. You know, stop saying things without thinking. Stop going rogue, uh, and you won't have to apologize so much. <laughs> so there I've had it. Yeah. I've stirred up all the conservatives again. That's okay, they'll yeah. always be calling, but thank you for providing a forum, Brian, that is balanced. I don't feel like you're any particular um, ilk, and I've, had, I've heard lots of people just kind of jump on you about you being a liberal or you being this or that. I think you're very fair, and I really appreciate this opportunity.
1: Well, thank you, Vicki. I appreciate the phone call. You bet. Bye-bye. 356-9397. We're taking phone calls. We're taking emails. We're taking texts. Uh, 1026. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Good job as usual. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I
10: have actually been on home for seven or eight minutes, and a couple of things have been covered that I was going to touch on. Uh, One of them, Greg did mention, uh, I remember Mr. Obama, uh, President Obama, I'll give him the respect he's due, uh, apologizing around the world, and Greg mentioned that multiple times for our... Uh, abilities to earn massive amounts of wealth and to have a great military and to uh, have freedoms. And he felt this was all bad, that we were so much better than the rest of the world, and we we can't have that. We can't have that image. Well, you know what? American exceptionalism is just that. We are the best country on the earth. That's why people try to get into this country. And I listen to the socialist kind of attitude that's coming up from the far left all of a sudden. And it, it bothers me. It scares me. We don't need socialism. We are exceptional as we are. We should all strive to get a job. We should all try to make good money. We should all have nice homes through our own efforts, not through the government. And, uh, uh, Trump does misspeak, uh, and uh, you touched on it. He is not a politician. He's been a businessman. He doesn't think things through, through 100% to see say what's going to look the best for him politically. Mm-hmm. And I wish he'd tone it down a little bit, but that's my thought for the day. Sir.
1: All right. Thank you, sir, for your thought. You. And we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back. More Penny for Your Thoughts. Dave Leak's going to join us here in the uh, next half hour for a little bit. Back in a moment. All right, we're on Penny for Your Thoughts. News headlines with Michael Kaiser here at 1030. Take a couple more calls, and then we'll get to Dave Leak uh, from the Starco Planetarium. Talk about Mars, maybe a little bit about Jupiter, too. But uh, there's a couple of things out there in the news. But now Michael Kaiser with the news, and then back with
0: more after that. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400, WDWS. All right, Penny for Your Thoughts, DWS, Facer Law Office invites you to
1: their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family. From the cost of long-term care, you can uh, go there today, 1-30, Wednesday, July 18th. Call the Facer Law Office. Better hurry, though, 337-1111 to reserve your spot. All right, uh, we've got Dave Leak coming up here in just a few minutes. Let's get to uh, the calls here as quick as we can. And Stan, hi, sir. How are you?
12: Good morning, Brian. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. It's a great day. Um, I wanted to, uh, first of all, say uh, thank you to Sean for making some very valid and important points. That uh, These points just aren't made by corporate media uh, outlets. Uh, they're not. And then I want to piggyback if I can on the Republican callers that uh, were complaining about Obama's supposed apology tour mm-hmm. right after he became president, when he went around uh, the Middle East and other countries and and talking to them about bringing the world together and all and this sort of stuff. And in that supposed apology tour, if you listen to the speeches, President Obama. Uh, Recognized some of the United States' shortcomings, and he recognized such as the Shah of Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recognized uh, some of the foreign countries' shortcomings and failings and things they'd done bad. It was an even; these were even-handed speeches. But the dittohead media and the corporate media almost exclusively only played the parts where Obama said that the United States had done something wrong. Now we've got Donald Trump in within a couple of feet of Vladimir Putin, the sworn enemy of the United States of America, has nothing bad to say about Russia. And he says that our 17 intelligence agencies are wrong when they come to the conclusion that is basically irrefutable that Russia meddled in our election russia also meddled in brexit russia has been meddling in elections all around the world and and i could talk to you about this single topic for 15 30 minutes uh easy enough because there's that much data and proof and evidence mm-hmm. and when i say that uh, that uh, i would like to hear pushback against people calling the obama uh foreign tour an apology tour I really would, and I I challenge you to listen to some of those speeches and listen to the even-handedness with which he found fault with both countries because both countries were bad. Trump only found fault with the United States and our intelligence agencies. He found nothing wrong with what Russia was doing because that's the only way Republicans can win elections is if the system is rigged.
1: All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Next up, Bobby. Bobby, how are you?
13: Hey, hello there, Brian. Yeah, I got to say something about Donald Trump. I want to say, I want to say this, man, that uh, as an African American, I don't feel, and uh, and all the rest of the African Americans in this country, we don't feel that we have a president. He has insulted. He has insulted. Every black and brown citizens of this country, even around the world. I mean, we don't have a president. White Americans have a president, but we don't. He don't represent us. He insults us. All right. And
1: what uh, right. you say, Brian? Anything else? I've I got to move on here. Yeah. but
13: Yes. I don't see how he can make it through the uh, the second term.
1: Yeah, well, we'll find out. Yeah, we're going to. I believe
13: God allowed him to be president just so we can see the sin that we all possess. All right, thank you, buddy. All right,
1: thank you. All right, and before we get to Dave Leak here in a moment, Anna Wall, how are you?
13: Good morning. I just want to thank Sean for calling in. Because you are a fellow veteran and a brother and I appreciate everything that you said and I wish more people would think like you and me but since we don't all think alike we're not gonna all verbally articulate the same issues mm-hmm. but I want to thank you for serving this country because if you're like me, you feel like all that I am and all that I ever hoped to be is a result of my relationship to the United States of America. So keep up the good work, Sean.
1: All right. Thank you, Anna Wall. Thank you, and we'll come back with more. Dave Leak jumps in here next. All right, busy morning on Penny for Your Thoughts. Real quick before we get to Dave Leak. This day, and we're going to do one of these, Ed. Uh, we'll do FDR. This day in, uh, well, July the 18th, 1940, the Democratic National Convention was held at Chicago Stadium. the home America of America has been in a state Listen of great this.
6: excitement over the presidential nomination. Here's the amazing scene as the Democratic National Convention in Chicago names President Roosevelt as its candidate in the November election. So the tradition of not standing for a third term is broken. Franklin D. himself has this to say about it. I will,
13: with God's help,
6: continue to serve
13: with the best of my ability and with the fullness of my strength.
1: Unprecedented third term he was nominated for on this day in 1940. And i uh, not going to play this one because we need to get to Dave Leak, but the um, also this is the anniversary of the accident involving uh, Ted Kennedy and Mary Jo Kopechny there at Chappaquiddick, which uh, turned out to be a Kind of a political issue for him later on when he ran against Jimmy Carter. So that was uh, the anniversary day of that. All right. Dave Lake is here, director of the Starco Planetarium. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Doing pretty good. You had a couple of shows already today? Yeah. Right. I had one yeah. at 8 o'clock this morning. <laughs> that, that's enough to keep you awake. So <laughs> you had to get up early. That's true. <laughs> and do that. So what are we, we're looking at Mars, right? Because Mars is... Uh,
14: Close: yeah right? Mars is going to be as close as it's been in about 15 years and that will happen
1: at the end of this month. So what uh, you're holding some viewing in regards to that, is that yeah we you're...
14: did this back in 2003. That's the last time Mars was mm-hmm. uh, roughly this close and we had a lot of people come out We had over a thousand people come out to Meadowbrook Park and just check out Mars through a telescope it, it was crazy but it was it was a good kind of crazy to have all those people there and and uh, of course anything close is going to look large through a telescope and it's going to look bright just with your eyes.
1: Mm-hmm. So which direction are we looking to see Mars? When we stand out there at night, which, where are we looking?
14: Yeah, Mars will be, at the end of this month, will be opposite the sun. So that means it's going to rise as the sun sets. And so probably a couple hours after the sun sets, you'll see it in the southeast.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Mars has an orbit that's not quite straight, yeah, right? It's,
14: it's yeah, uh, it's pretty oval. So, it, uh, yeah, Mars will be closest to the sun, I think, September 15th. Mm -hmm. So when we're on the same side of the sun with Mars, then you have what's called a perihelic opposition, which just means it's closer than usual. Mm -hmm. And uh, they don't happen all that often. In fact, if you miss this one, the next one's in
1: 2035. Hmm. Put see, it on how many calendar. years is that? That's out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think the football schedules go out that far, <laughs> which is to, amazing. <laughs> they 23rd. go out pretty far. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they do. Dave Leake is with us, the director of the Starco Planetarium. So you're going to have some uh, what viewing a Prairie Skies program, July 20, which is coming up.
14: Yeah, it's our normal Friday night live mm-hmm. program that we do in the planetarium. It's not with telescopes. It's in the planetarium, and mm-hmm. we like to talk about current events and things people can see in the sky. And so Mars will be one of the highlights of of, of that show. Plus, on August 3rd, we'll be out at Meadowbrook Park again. We'll be behind the Prairie Play playground that's there off Windsor. And if it's clear now, that's the thing about this, it has to be clear, that uh, we'll hopefully give uh, people a good look at Mars through a telescope. And if it's cloudy, we'll try the next night, August 4th.
1: All right, so that's coming up August 3rd. And as you say, if we have to move it, it'll move it uh, to the 4th. Um, Last year this time, we were with the it was all solar eclipse. Yeah. Anything big like that? Well, that in, the, really this is soon? kind of
14: big in the astronomy world, but I know it's not quite as sexy as a as a solar eclipse. <laughs> not quite getting as many people involved, but still hopefully the eclipse got a lot of people looking skyward and
1: maybe this will continue that trend. Mm-hmm. So what else is going on at the Starco-Planetarium these days. That, uh, well,
14: a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that uh, that people won't see. We're uh, getting ready for a major equipment upgrade uh, coming up here in about August 8th. We're going to have some technicians come in from Utah, and we're going to upgrade from Digistar 4 to Digistar 6, which, of course, is meaningless to people. But it's sort of like getting a new computer. We'll be able to do a lot a uh, lot neater stuff.
1: Hmm. And uh, there was an article in the paper, I know I just showed it to you, about Jupiter and 12 more moons... And yeah, what are we up to on Jupiter as far as oh, moons? Oh,
14: I think it's in the it's in the early '70s. I think mm-hmm. now uh, it's 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 yeah, that's getting kind of crazy. Also, uh, there scientists are busy looking for this other object in the solar system that they've called Planet Nine. It doesn't have an official designation yet, but that's just kind of the the fun one. We don't even know if it's there or not. But in the process of looking, I guess they found some other moons at uh, at Jupiter. The thing is, you you have to watch with discovering moons. If you think you see one. You can't announce the discovery. You have to wait and maybe a couple of weeks and see if the thing has moved.
1: <laughs> Where are we on Pluto? Is that back to being a planet or not? Not yet. Not yet?
14: Not yet. No, I yeah. don't know if they'll ever grandfather that in. But yeah. I actually don't mind that. I know that gets a lot of people's dander up. But uh, <laughs> the fact that science is dynamic and can change if new information comes out. But uh, um, But... Yeah, I don't like the name Dwarf Planet though. I'd,
1: yeah, that
14: that one's not, that one's <laughs> not growing on me. Yeah.
1: Back to Mars, did I mm-hmm. read or did you see that there was like a global dust yeah. storm of some sort going yeah. on? The thing with the Mm -hmm.
14: atmosphere being thinner, there's not a lot of friction, and the winds can actually gust pretty high, and uh, the dust storms there can be global. So in fact, we were looking at Mars here uh, from the Middle Fork Forest Preserve not too long ago, and it it looks really large through a telescope, but there really wasn't a lot of detail on it. So Mm -hmm. we're hoping those dust storms subside, sort of those Matt Damon, the Martian dust storms. Uh, (laughs) We're hoping they subside by the end of
1: this month and we'll get a good look at it. What do you enjoy most about What you do, I mean, when you look to the sky, you're looking at it from experienced eyes. Uh, uh, What do you enjoy most about? I think the thing that's fun for me is just being able to share it, Mm -hmm. um, to
14: get uh, kids involved. And the interesting thing about astronomy is that you can get a lot of people interested in it from grandparents all the way down to their grandkids. So uh, we see that when they come in for shows. Uh, The grandparents are just as interested as the kids are. And so being able to share that with the general public, which is why with our Astro Club, why we do things like we're going to do on August the 3rd. We also have open houses each month at our observatory. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
14: uh, in fact, we have an open house coming up, I believe, this Saturday.
1: For people that don't know where the historical Planetarium is, kind of describe where it is, I guess, at Parkland. Yeah, the
14: planetarium is out of Parkland College on Bradley Avenue in northwest Champaign. And there's a drive that runs all the way around, and we're the only... Brick conical building on the uh, west side of campus. Hmm.
1: How many years now you've been there? Twenty nine. Twenty
14: nine. Wow. Yeah, I always have to stop and think because uh, my <laughs> daughter was born the same week I started out there, so she right? was two weeks late. So I just <laughs> have to th- think about how old she is, and that's how long I've been there.
1: All right. Part of the Prairie Skies program, July 20, 27 and August third. Of course, featuring Mars's close approach. And also out at uh, Meadowbrook Park on August the third in Urbana at dusk behind the Prairie Play Playground, you can check out Mars as it's really close. So uh, yeah, I hope we get a good view. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Appreciate for having me. Thanks for coming by. We'll take a quick break and back with more in just a moment. A couple of minutes to go here in today's show. Thank you so much for all the input. A lot of great calls, emails, conversation. Always uh, love that with the open line time. Let's see here. Need to mention from Busey, you found the the perfect dress. You reserved the right venue. Don't forget to finalize your finances as a couple. Before you say I do, Busey recommends answering a few simple questions about financial history. There's always the uh, issue of uh, joint or separate accounts. Joint accounts promote trust, makes it easier to see overall financial status, provides access to either spouse's funds at any time. Separate supporters tout the autonomy, lack of need to justify spending and minimize money accessibility for their spouse. So you can discuss all that with Busey and with your uh, your spouse as to what you want to do. Financial planning, long and short-term goals are all conversations best had up front while you're dating. Figure out your priorities there. And when you're just starting out, Busey can help you provide an array of solutions tailored to your specific needs. From personal mortgage, business, cash management, and wealth management, Busey will be there along the way. Visit Busey.com or stop by one of their convenient locations for solutions to your personal business and wealth management needs. Busey, one of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. And the Facer Law Office talking about uh, money and nursing homes. They'll be doing that today at 1.30, Wednesday, July the 18th. If you'd like to get in on it, it's a free seminar, 337-1111. And, uh, again, they remind you to check out the book, Protect Your Family, Don't Write a Blank Check to the Nursing Home. Okay. Whew, I think we got it all in. We made it under the wire with a minute to spare. Thanks for uh, being with us today. We'll have more discussion tomorrow. We'll take your phone calls, emails, and texts. Let's we'll see, tomorrow's Thursday. County fairs coming up. Gail Rost is going to join us on Friday for a, a few minutes. Got a couple of interesting topics that um, she's been talking about that uh, she's experienced. Uh, I think she was down in Florida at the time. We're going to talk about that, and I think those will uh, it will prompt some uh, interesting discussion, I think, on a couple of things maybe you're not thinking about or maybe have run into before and you're not quite sure what to do with. So we'll do that on Friday, and we'll see where else the week takes us. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Get outside and enjoy it and smile today at those around you, okay, on WDWS champaign Event.